Welcome to the Free Life Agents Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a lifestyle they never need a vacation from. Here's your host, Kobe Zen. Back to FLA. This should be episode number 27. And today we're going to be talking all about wholesaling real estate, being a real estate investor, being a real estate agent. And um, yeah, so my guest today uh, is, you know, he's a real estate investor and a real estate agent, and uh, he does so many deals. It's literally in his name. So uh, my guest today is Ben Deal. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Kobe. So excited to be here. Grateful for the opportunity and uh, look forward to our time. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Um, I'm grateful that, uh, that you agree to do this. Um, I know you have a lot of experience in the wholesaling space and uh, as an investor as well. So I'm super excited to kind of get your take and have you share your story uh, with our audience here because uh, our audience likes to build wealth, likes to invest in real estate and uh, loves that passive income as well. So uh, we're just going to dig right into it. Ben, tell us about your story, how you got into real estate, what your background is and uh, kind of what your business looks like right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so my name is Ben Deal. I'm down here in Houston, Texas. I got into real estate. It was about six years ago. And uh, well, six or seven years ago. And my last corporate job that brought me to Houston, um, I always knew and I have always got this entrepreneurial mindset where, you know, the corporate job and having that stable income was always great, but I'm always open to other opportunities for creating income and uh, different revenue streams. And so at that time, uh, when I was down here, my wife and I, my now wife and I were pregnant with our first daughter. And I knew that the current paycheck that I was getting was not going to be enough. And I knew real estate was out there and an option. And so just at that time, just divinely, there was a rich dad uh, conference that rolled through town at the uh, airport hotel. So I brought my pregnant wife and myself and we went out there and spent a three-day weekend going through just to get the $50,000 guru pitch at the end and try to figure out what you can do to get into it, fear of loss and all that stuff. So we got that first experience. Uh, Thankfully, we weren't equipped or in the position to go after, you know, any sort of the multi-thousand dollar coaching packages, but we did get into, uh, you know, a software program and bought the little USB drive from the lady that was presenting the class, had all the keys to success on her little, you know, USB drive. So we got that, but more importantly, it was just the good foundation level and it was a step forward that we made into uh, the real estate investing world because it was something we could do in the pockets of our time. We could do it on the weekend. So shortly thereafter, we went on the uh, adventure of building our own kind of wholesaling operation, trying to identify, you know, how to go after and target pre foreclosures, door knocking, you know, putting out signs, doing letters, doing all this stuff. And then I realized at the end of the day, I didn't like building the entire machine and I have the time to do it. It definitely takes some financial resources up front and uh, none of those things lined up. So fast forward to my first year in that corporate job, I got fired and uh, thank God it was a blessing. And uh, with all the networking and they always encourage you to go out into your local investing community, hit up the RIAs and the networking meetups and all that. So I went out and did that. I got a good uh, base of contacts and ended up uh, becoming 
uh, well, I ended up to go work with a local wholesaling operation here in Houston. And uh, my background has always been in sales, business development. I've worked at Fortune 500 companies all the way to startups. I've done my own thing. I've worked with people. And I, I just love sales, business development. I love helping people, I love serving people. Um, I love the opportunity that comes with sales. So real estate was a great fit. And for me to go into the investing world, uh, working with an established company already or a startup company, then an established wholesaling company, uh, I just went in as an acquisitions agent. I got paid for the work that I got to do. And uh, that work was getting the properties under contract, which it's not about the systems or anything else. It's all about the deal. Like getting that property under contract starts everything. Everything goes from that. All the marketing leads to that appointment with that seller to get that house under contract. And we moved those uh, to um, the investing community uh, here in Houston. So um, grateful for that and uh, did that for three years. And from there, um, I ended up, um, let's see, three years, four years, I did that with a couple companies. And then I ended up going to uh, work with a mastermind group uh, to be a representing buyer uh, for that mastermind group. And that's when I got licensed. And that's when I got my real estate license and love to share in and around why I got licensed coming from real estate investing world. Uh, if that's something you want to talk about, but I did that. And then now I'm in full-time real estate, more so uh, working with investors as a realtor, um, just leveraging my experience and background and all that. So that's the kind of long and the long of it <laughs> in terms of my journey in real estate. But uh, yeah, if you've got any questions on that, happy to clarify or go <laughs> go further into that. Yeah, no, that sounds like an awesome journey, Ben. Um, you know, a lot of people go from working corporate to, you know, getting that real estate bug, right? And then uh, mostly starting out as an investor. Some people start out as an agent and then, you know, use the funds to move into investing. So I do want to kind of dig into just the, the field of real estate that you kind of got started in, which is, uh, which is wholesaling. Is there, I mean, is there any particular reason why you guys ended up choosing wholesaling to get started? I know that's the, you know, it's a field that a lot of people like to get started in, but um, I just kind of want to get your take on why you decided to go with wholesaling in the beginning. Yeah. Wholesaling uh, hands down is the lowest barrier to entry. Um, wholesaling you can do with time or you can do with finances. Uh, at that time, I had more time than money to invest. I had a little money, but not the point where, you know, some of these operations, whether it's very established, like Homevestors franchise, where they're spending 10, 20, $30,000 a month in direct mail or whatever, or even uh, the wholesaling company I worked with, uh, they did SEO marketing. They were spending 40, $50,000 a month. There was no way wow. I was able to compete. Yeah, so cool. wholesaling was the easiest. And we got a couple properties under contract just through door knocking, uh, foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, just seeing how we can be a resource. Uh, none of those deals ended up coming to fruition. It was a good experience. Uh, but yeah, wholesaling by far is, it is entry level and it is the most important part of all of real estate investing uh, because without the contract, without a property under contract and deal secured, a house can't be flipped. A house can't be bought by a portfolio buyer and, you know, somebody that's looking to create their portfolio or rental property, especially one to be fixed up. You know, it's everything starts with that, with the deal. So, you know, whether people are doing that themselves or going in the wholesaling side, that's just where I went. I went to where the deal was and the highest value part of that, which was the acquisition. Uh, because you can build a whole machine, you can do all the marketing and all that stuff. But if you're not able to get the property under contract and then uh, it, your whole, it's all for naught. 
So uh, the contract and being a value and service to the homeowner is the most important part. And that's just where I chose to get plugged in and uh, it sense to me. So, yeah. And I think that's a very important skill set to have in like just in sales and also in, in real estate in general, which is um, it sounds like conversion is a very important skill set. And that's, and that's the important skill set that you end up building as well. It's just, it's not necessarily lead generation because a lot of people have different ways to generate leads, right? Like there's, there's big companies out there, like you mentioned, who spend like, what was it like 50,000 a month on, on just generating leads. But uh, it sounds like what you did was the conversion side. And that was a skill set that you built early on, which, you know, obviously has helped you through your, your career. Is that, am I, am I correct on that or? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the opportunity where there's a skill development and I believe anybody can do it. And it, it, the conversion part is so important. And Jim Rohn, he, you know, if you've heard Jim Rohn speak, he'll say, maybe if you talk to one out of 10, you're doing all right. If you get to two out of 10 or three out of 10, you're doing exceptional. And so that was always kind of the goal, like getting towards like a 30% conversion rate, especially, you know, on appointments. And when I was going out to meet with homeowners, it was always, if we can get to that, you know, 20 to 30% range, uh, because, you know, real in the world of real estate investing, you're not looking to talk with everyone. You're looking to talk with just a very small segment of the real estate population. And uh, so the conversion is super important because like I said, whether it's, you know, doing it on my own where it's a lot of sweat equity or you're on the other side, you know, with one of the investors that I worked with, um, you know, and that was part that I left out of my journey. I, I worked with a local uh, independent real estate investor here in Houston and I helped build his portfolio, sell his flips. And he was a home investors guy. And so just knowing how much money can be put, contributed to that, it comes down to, you know, a lead can be five to a thousand dollars, 500 to a thousand dollars just for a lead. And so, you know, I could go on three, four, five, 10 leads on a given, you know, week or two week period. And, you know, that's, that's real money that's been invested and it's up to me to go out and convert that. So I was really focused on equipping myself, be the best I could to be of service when I'm sitting with the homeowner, uh, ultimately to get the property under contract and also help them you know, to their next step. So conversion is super important. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many people out there with like 10,000 10, or 100,000 leads and then you're not able to convert a single one. Well, what's the point of, of having those leads in the first place, right? I mean, I guess they can just sell it to somebody like the service. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's obviously a good skill to have, but if you're trying to run a legitimate business, especially in real estate, an actual business, then that conversion skill set is, is so important. And I, I do want to get your take on this as well. It's like, I, I guess you kind of went in and um, you worked, you've obviously worked leads where uh, you didn't have a lot of control over of, in terms of like who the leads were. And then especially, I think moving into what you're doing now, you do have a little bit more control over the leads that you're generating. So in your opinion, do you think it's important uh, from a conversion perspective to just pick the right leads and then gen and then essentially convert them at a higher rate? Or are you essentially taking anybody that you can and then filtering through almost like the, you know, like the card flip strategy, right? Where you're flipping through, you're flipping for aces and a 52 deck of cards. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a good question. And it's really a combination of that um, because real estate and sales, you know, real estate is sales. There's a lot of sales to it and it's all 
it's all activity driven. What you, what you lack in skill, you make up in activity. And so guys on my team that are brand new or me getting, you know, brand new in real estate. I mean, there were, there were weeks that I'd go out on, especially when I was wholesaling, working with a couple of the shops. I mean, I'd go out on, you know, 10 appointments in a given week. And sometimes I'd totally whiff and be like, the one constant variable is me. Like I'm the one that's consistent through each one of those appointments. So um, yeah, I think the, the numbers part is always of it. And, you know, it's like the parable of the sower. It's like, how many seeds am I sowing? How much activity am I creating? Because ultimately in the, you know, the blessing and the gift of, you know, challenge of real estate is it's a game of gratification. And so if you do get into some specialization around, you know, how I, where and how I want to work, it's super important. Uh, because if you want to kind of niche yourself, if you just want to work with investors or you want to work in this community or whatever it may be, it's important because it gives you focus. And the one thing I will say, you know, when we talk about conversion and opportunity to work with people, um, like real estate investing, for example, I'm going to have one conversation out of 10 people. There's typically one out of 10, you know, homeowners that are in some sort of distress, whether it be you know, pre-foreclosure, taxes, uh, they've got a death in the family, divorce, you know, there's some things that are not fun to deal with. And uh, people have to deal, you know, they want to deal with privately, to, they don't want to deal with it publicly. So that's like one out of 10. And as I was thinking about it, well, what about those nine other homeowners? Like, there's some people I met with, and they just weren't a fit for the wholesaling business or the private off, uh, you know, off market deal. So I was like, well, what am I doing with those other nine people? Like, where are those other nine, you know, um, homeowners going? And, and so that's part of the reason why I got licensed, because it opened up the ability for me to talk to 10 out of 10 people to be a value, create a relationship, you know, to work with all 10 instead of just the one, because I can go through and try to find the needle in the haystack, but I'm also throwing away a lot of hay. Like there's a lot of people like over the four years, uh, three to four years that I was actively on the acquisition side, it was like, man, look, what are all those people doing that weren't the right fit at that time? And a lot of that goes back to like the wholesaling company and their systems, their follow-up and everything else. But I mean, I was in the room with those people too. So what am I doing? Like you said, with those leads, like I've got a pile of leads. If I'm not working them, if I'm not cultivating and out reaching out to them, you know, there's missed opportunity in there. Uh, so, but yeah, that I think being specific is good, but also being optimistic is just as good, you know, keeping the options open. Yeah, that's actually, uh, that you brought up a really good point there. It's, you know, getting, it was just like you getting your license, but, you know, an overall kind of perspective is just people who need to, you know, want to increase their conversion should essentially expand and diversify the problems that they can solve, which is expanding and diversifying their business. And if you add more branches essentially to your business, if you add more, more ways that you can solve a single, like a single kind of niche audience or a single market share uh, audience, then you can essentially increase your own personal market share, right? So like the way that you, you described, you know, in the, in the past, you can only, without your real estate license, you can only convert on certain leads that were in a distressed situation. But now that you have your real estate license, right? You're converting them now into listings or, you know, other potential ways that you can actually solve their problems. So the way that you're, you're increasing your conversions is you're actually just having more ways of solving essentially one, one particular problem. You have now two, three, I think maybe even four different ways of solving, solving a single home, uh, a homeowner's, a homeowner's problem. Yep. 
Right. Yeah. And it's all about how can I establish myself to be that person that can be the resource for them, right. um, you know, at that given time, because uh, there's so many things that have to line up, especially on the investing side, you know, when we're looking to acquire a deal where the it's got to be time, situation, circumstance, the finances, like, like all this stuff has to be in alignment, you know, to buy that home on that day. But that's so important because, you know, some people may not have been ready last month, but things could change within the week. And so the having that communication, that relationship um, available and established, it's always important to go back. And um, the other thing that's really important is the opportunity when it presents itself like more directly when I was working with the wholesaling company, like I've got their time, I'm sitting in their house. That is the opportunity to close. Like there's no bigger opportunity than that time to do that because it is kind of crazy. Like buying a house is not like, you know, necessarily buying a car or going to the grocery store. Yet a lot of times these contracts that I, these houses I put under contract, it was the first time I met with that homeowner. I didn't, I wasn't going out to meet with this homeowner multiple times. So within a one hour to two hour time period, going from roar to property under contract, like that's a lot of ground that has to be, you know, established and made in a very short period of time. And so, uh, especially to buy a house, like some, a lot of times it's people's biggest investment purchase that they make in their life. So, uh, there's a lot that has to, you know, happen in that space, just from a training and equipped and, um, you know, being of service, uh, to work with people. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things is just maximizing, uh, the opportunity at that time. And I think this is something that, that you said, and this is something I've heard you say in the past as well. It's like the most important real estate in, in real estate is the, the one that you occupy in other people's minds, right? It's like how much, you know, how much follow-up that you have and how, how, how often are you showing up, uh, you know, in somebody's life, right? In their, in their inbox, in their social media, on their, you know, on their doorstep, on their, on their cell phones, how often are you showing up for them? And this is actually ties into like almost like a, a pretty good tie-in and what I wanted to touch on, which is you also did mention earlier as well that when you're, especially when you're an investor, you're dealing with a lot of like sensitive situations where people are, you know, they're going through like a life situation where it's not, it's not like, it's not desirable. Right. And a lot of newer investors and a lot of newer agents coming in maybe have a hard time figuring out how to deal with it, right? They understand the real estate side. They're excited to build their own business. They're excited about real estate. They love the, the numbers aspect and the, you know, the home ownership aspect and, and everything good about it. But, you know, a, a big part of life is, you know, the undesirable aspect of it. And then a lot of home, you know, homeowners who need to sell, they are in distress. So I do want to kind of get your take on how you're able to navigate that and What's like a good way, especially for somebody who's newer in the industry to navigate like a sensitive situation where somebody who's selling their house because of a death in the family or because of a, a divorce or a different situation where it's just, you know, they don't really want to talk about it. And it's very sensitive to kind of kind of deal with it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, it's a great question. That's really the reason why I'm in real estate is it's really about it's about your heart and your heart for helping and serving people. And uh, especially in these moments in the real estate investing side, it's like, man, uh, people have to be very vulnerable. I mean, just think about some of the, dis you know, the distress that people are in to pick up a phone and call someone that they don't know, like 
they're embarrassed, they're depressed, yeah. they're sad. I mean, you just think about it. if I was in their shoes, how would I be feeling? And so, and so I'm always, you know, mindful of that when I'm going in. And the most important thing is that the home is not the problem. The home is a byproduct of whatever's happened in their life that is atrophied or something exterior has happened. And the home is just a byproduct. Uh, selling the home could be the solution, but the home is not at fault. And so there's something that's gone on in that person's life or in their family that you know they may be a victim to, a party to. There was some neglect somewhere that happened, and now the home is at risk. And so this is where we get the opportunity to provide a solution. And I know one of the biggest things that you know with the wholesalers and guys that I work with or have the opportunity to just give some you know feedback to is it's important to help them like appreciate where they are, not to talk about where they are. Because their past is their past and I'm not interested in going backwards. I'm interested in how I can help them get to the next step. And so that everything, my conversation when I sit down and when I did this more often was, hey, what is the next step? What does the future look like? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, just to keep them moving forward because it's kind of like an assumptive close. They've called me. I'm in their house. They want to sell it. I'm their solution. So what's next? Like, okay, how can I help you get to this next home? What resources do you have available to you? Is there a family, a friend? Are there other resources financially that you can leverage to help you get to that next step? Can I help them get into a house or a condo or an apartment or a rental or, you know, help them get a mover, whatever it may be. It's like, there's always something that's holding them back from moving forward. So it's about releasing that block uh, to help people move forward. So you know, it's all about heart. You've got to go into it with, you know, heart of gratitude and appreciation, you know, for where these people are and how I can best be a resource and serve them so they can move forward. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of, a lot of newer agents or, or newer investors, people getting into it, they, uh, they, they get these cold calls or, or they, they make cold calls and they have, you know, they have people on the other line who are, you know, they could be, you know, unhappy or the, the tone of their voice isn't necessarily what you're expecting for. Well, that's exactly what you just mentioned, right? That's, you know, you have to kind of be understanding with that, where you, you absolutely have to be understanding with that because, uh, you know, they're going through a different situation. Like you said, you know, they're embarrassed or picking up the phone to either take a call or make a call to you, uh, somebody who they don't even know to, to solve this problem. So they're in a very, you know, they could be a very deep, dark, position in their in their life in a, in a dark spot so being understanding and having that compassion of you know instead of focusing on the negative you know let's focus on how we can solve this problem uh moving forward um it's not only going to benefit yourself but you're actually benefiting uh the person that you're helping the homeowner that you're working with as well trying to solve their problem to move forward past this problem because focusing on a single problem and this is a very and this is a very like just an idea that a lot of entrepreneurs have as well it's just focusing on your problem isn't going to solve it like focusing on something else that's what's going to get you past your problem uh moving forward so i think that's a that's a very very good kind of a piece of advice that you just gave uh out there to a lot of people getting into the industry so moving kind of on to you know another another subject which is you know you get your real estate license and I, you did kind of mention uh the thought process behind that a little bit as well I kind of want to get into more of, you know, how that transition has been going from just solely wholesaler investor into now being, you know, almost like a hybrid, right? Like an investor agent, right? 
uh, that's kind of like the name that we have is, is for people who, who have their license and also are investors, like an investor agent. So what has that process been like for you? You know, how has that kind of benefited you and your business? And what has that kind of changed in, you know, in your, in your current situation with how you're, you're approaching clients? Yeah, it's been a blessing. So like straight out, it's just, um, it's opened up all of the opportunity that I could ask for. And like, I know a guy that, you know, we follow or know of Ricky Carruth. He just says real estate's unlimited. It's like, there's, there's no limit to what's available in the world of real estate. And just what we talked about earlier from the numbers perspective, it's like, do I want to talk to the one out of 10 or do I want to have the ability to talk to the 10 out of 10? Being an agent, you know, allows me to talk to the 10 out of 10. And I love all my, you know, brothers and sisters that are in the uh, wholesaling world. And they're like, oh man, if I get my license, I'm not going to be able to do this or that. I was like, okay, well tell me what this or that is. Like, how are you running your business that you feel like you're skirting something or you're not doing something legal or your integrity is at risk or you're doing one thing and saying the, the um, because for me, it's been a seamless transition. Like I've still wholesale deals. I, when I come across someone that's in distress or in need, I know exactly, I handle them the same way with a license as I did without a license. So I'm like, what's the difference? And for me, it's only been upside. So like this, this past year has been one of the best years I've ever had, you know, being a fully licensed agent. And so I, it's an and game. I think that's the important thing with real estate and life. It's, it's not an, or it's not this or that it's this and that. So now I get to do, you know, the real estate side, both on the investing and on, you know, the quote unquote retail side, helping people, you know, more traditionally buy and sell. Uh, so it's just opened up everything. And, you know, there's a whole host of benefits inside of it, but really the genesis and the thing that pushed me to get it. Uh, I know you're a business guy and um, any of you out there that have heard of a SWOT analysis, it's like strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And the biggest threat, because I've now, I've got three kids at the time, like two or three, two years ago, when I got licensed, the biggest threat, you know, to my life, to my family, to our family finances, which is because real estate's a hundred percent commission gig, right? Was, well, if I'm, if something happens to a regulation, a policy, a document, a contract, an addendum, an amendment that I have no control over, that can happen at any moment. That could happen tomorrow. Like the Trek, the state, Harris County, whatever county you live in, whatever city you live in, whatever state you operate in, the United States, like there could be any sort of policy regulation that could come down and be like, hey, if you're a party to this type of transaction, you need to get this. You need to be a registered agent. And, you know, that's what's happened in Oklahoma. That's what's happened in Chicago. They've regulated wholesaling. And that, that, was, that was my life. Like that was putting food on the table for my family. So to hedge against that was, well, why don't I take that threat off the table? Why don't I go get licensed, which is super easy. Take some, I mean, it's simple, take some time. It's like going back to school again. You knock that out, you get your license. And then, you know, it just opened up a whole world of opportunity. So um, that was really the biggest thing. It was the threat and even track this earlier this year, if you're in Texas, uh, they sent out a survey uh, just inquiring about the wholesale process. And I don't know any other, I sent it to my friends and it was a talk for a little while in the uh, investing community here in Houston. But, you know, if I'm a wholesaler and I'm not the end buyer or if I'm, you know, whatever, it's like, 
we need to know that it's on the radar. Like it's possible and it could happen at any day. And it's something that's beyond my control, but what I can control from a responsible standpoint, I can go get licensed. That's what I did. So that's why I ended up making that move. And it's still able to do the things I did on the investing side. Now it's just opened up a whole new world of opportunity on the other side. Yeah. And this is a, this is a subject that I think a lot of, a lot of investors and a lot of, and some agents even have, have kind of talked about as well and, and thought about, which is, you know, is wholesaling going to be outlawed, right? We've seen like what happened in, in Illinois and Chicago and Oklahoma, and then other states are kind of, you know, wholesalers in other states are also thinking the same thing, you know, is that going to happen to, you know, is that going to happen to them as well? So, and this is kind of getting into maybe speculation and prediction, and then you can just give your, I mean, you give your opinion on it doesn't mean that, you know, this, these are facts that are just personal opinions, but like, do you think, you know, moving forward, there's going to be more regulations? Do you think, you know, one day it might even be completely outlawed? And saying that, you know, moving forward, if you do think that, you know, if a wholesaler is kind of moving into the agent role, what are, what are some things they need to have to, they have to shift in their business now, even if they're not getting their license, how will they have to shift their business to kind of adjust these added regulations to essentially protect the consumer? Yeah, no, and what you said, the the last is the entire reason why this has become a conversation because, you know, good, bad, and different, real estate can be the wild west. And so there's little, no barrier to entry. You know, if you want to start sending letters to people's homes and say you're a real estate investor and you want to buy their house, you know, there's a, there's a huge spectrum of people that have no idea what they're doing to very experienced people that have done it thousands of times and everything in between good, bad, ethical, unethical, you know, and all of that. And so um, I do believe that, you know, it's already happened in a couple of places and those become the benchmarks. All right. Hey, well, let's see what happened in Oklahoma. How, let's see what happened in Chicago. How are things going? Because once the standards developed, it's easily leveraged and referenced and duplicated. And so, you know, for me, I, anything's possible. I don't know. I just know it has happened. So it can happen. And, um, you know, for any of my friends in the investing world or space, it's like, you know, just know it could happen at any time. I mean, there's, there's things that we can control. There's things that we can't. And just like I said, without, you know, kind of rehashing it, but, you know, I just know it's happened and it's happening. And, you know, also the, um, the National Association of Realtors also is like one of the largest lobbying groups, you know, in the country as well. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that goes around, but ultimately at the end, end of the day, the people that are really driving this regulation are the upset homeowners. So, you know, if you provide a poor experience to someone, they'll tell everybody, you give someone a good experience, you know, they may tell a few people, but the pissed off people, people that wholesalers have worked with said, Hey, we're going to buy your house for this amount. They get to the closing table and the wholesaler never shows up. While meanwhile, this homeowner has packed their house. They've already bought another house. They're moving out of state. Like they they've uprooted their entire life based on a legally enforceable contract that, uh, you know, a wholesaler or somebody may have made a commitment and promise to that they're not upholding on their side. Like that's what's driving a lot of this regulation. It's there's some upset homeowners 
don't have people that are executing on the promises of like a contract or they're putting these little loopholes inside the contract if they're not using like a state-defined contract where they can get out it's like an easy out at the last minute or you know this or that which there's plenty of gamesmanship around that but you know that's it's happened it's happening be ready it could happen at any time so would you rather be equipped or you know caught not ready so yeah, definitely. It's, it's just the, it's a protection against, you know, it's a protection against potential issues. And like you said, you know, there's a, the threat of it is, is just taking essentially wiping out an entire income, wiping our entire business. So getting a real estate license guys, is, it's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> uh, you know, especially if you're in a, in a, in an easier state, I believe Texas is actually, which we're both in Texas is actually one of the, uh, one of the harder States to get your license in. So, and it, I mean, I guess you can give your opinion on that. It wasn't that, it wasn't all that hard, right? For you? No, I mean, it's just more of the time commitment than anything. I think it was like 200 and some odd hours. Um, And if anyone is looking to get into real estate, get their license, my recommendation, if you've got the ability, compress the time that you are studying because you can make it into a semester or a year long endeavor, but you're still having to memorize dates and, you know, different things and rules and all that. If you can compress that time, I got my, all my schooling done uh, in like three weeks. So I, I did like, like two a days and I did the weekends. <laughs> so yeah. I compressed it and then I got my license like a couple weeks later. So my goal is to get my license as quickly as I could. My schedule allowed me to do it, which I'm grateful for. And uh, yeah, but just for my friends that are out there looking to get into it, they're doing it at night, they're doing it an hour at a time, especially doing it online. Oh man, it's, there's nothing more that I despise doing than having to go through all, all that time. It's uh, yeah, just get that done. It's super, it's simple, uh, but it just takes the time. And then you got to kind of dial back into your, your schooling mindset of, all right, I'm going to have to take a test. I need to study. I need to clear time and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's, it's a simple process for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not as difficult as, you know, some people might think, but it is definitely going to be somewhat of a time commitment, you know, just, just knock it out like anything else you want to, you want to do in your business. And then, you know, very, very little expenses uh, for having your license as well, especially if you're, you're just running a full on operation of, of invest investing in real estate and real estate investing operation, uh, you know, no, nowhere near kind of like the expenses that you're, you're used to is, you know, having, having a real estate license and being an agent. So very little, uh, very little risk and uh, potentially high reward and definitely very high insurance and protection as well, just to have your license being in the real estate space. And, and then Ben, maybe you can even touch on this a little bit as well. It's just, you know, the potential benefits that you're, you personally are getting uh, being an agent, uh, not just being an agent in general, but being an agent with EXP and being an agent with, uh, you know, with our group at EXP as well with, with Chris and invested agents. Yeah. So, and that's, for me, it's like the biggest no brainer. I mean, the first, the first thing off is just the people. And so being able to be a part of community of a community of like invested agents where we've got Chris Bounds, we've got Bram Phillips, we've got Connor, Ste- Connor Steinbrook. Um, like these guys, you may not know who they are, but if you get to know them, Chris and Brand have been in the business for 10 and 15 years in the real estate world, primarily on the investing side. They've done everything. They've worked the entire spectrum from wholesaling to now land development. 
and fundraising, like everything in between doing hundreds of flips. So brand I know has been um, a real estate coach for quite a while. And I'm sure his programs are 30, $40,000 like annually. If you want one-on-one mentorship or coaching, I'm just, I don't know exactly Brent, what your numbers are, but I know that in the real estate investing world, there's all these gurus and coaches and things like that. Brand is the best. And Brent and Chris are the two guys, you scenario uh, that I've got to experience. And they are of integrity. They're great guys, you know, men of faith, they're family guys. They, you know, they're guys that I want to associate myself with because there's a lot of people in the real estate world that good, bad, and different. I get to choose who I want to work with. And if you've got the opportunity to essentially get a free mastermind, you know, just by having a license and being part of our team, you've got that access. That's, that's the value add. It's like, not that I'm blowing up Chris or Brand every day to be like, hey, I've got a question about this, but I have the op- option and the opportunity to, and the resources are available to me. So if and when, you know, a, a mobile home park deal comes up or a land deal or a, mobile, a multifamily or a flip or a wholesale or whatever, I've got two experts I can go to. And then the layer on top of that with Connor, you know, you look at a guy who's built his entire business on social media marketing, specifically through YouTube, like what other resource would you want, especially from, you know, an entrepreneur perspective, like a guy that's making, you know, five, five figures a month like mid to high five figures a month, just passive, not active income, just by leveraging, you know, one to many, you know, philosophy and having him available to us as well. It's like, I mean, how you can pay to go to school. You can pay these guys to do that. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you just rather go get your license for a, you know, a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks, and then hang your hat and be a part of our team where that's all included. We get to engage with them, you know, on a weekly basis and, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, for me, it's the people. Um, then, you know, secondarily, it's just, uh, you know, EXP is an incredible opportunity. Like I've always been a huge fan of disruptors. Um, I lived in San Francisco for 10 years. I saw the startup boom. I've had friends make a lot of money. I've seen a lot of crash and burns. And uh, it's always exciting to see what the next evolution of a business model looks like. And EXP is absolutely that. Um, and, you know, I can be in the active business. I can do real estate, you know, just as a traditional, you know, buyer, broker, you know, agent, that type of thing. But the ability to create passive income through team building without having the risk and responsibility and the overhead and the legal and all that stuff, I, we essentially get to leverage a fortune 500,000 company with all these incredible resources that are available to us just by being a part of, you know, the brokerage with EXP. It's amazing. And the other thing is, is like the option to get equity in the company just by doing my daily work. Like I sell a house, I invite somebody to join our team. Um, You know, I, I get these stock awards that just, I have no idea why I'm getting them but I've been a part of EXP for, I don't know, six or eight months or something. I've got a couple hundred shares in stock that they've given to me. And that's part of like the equity investment and the reinvestment back into the agents where hey, we're going to help you, you know, create passive income. We're going to help you become an owner. You know, this equity can become, you know, part of your retirement plan for future. So it's like, well, what other, who else is doing that? Like, I don't, there's nobody out there. So even when I get called by all these brokers and people are like pinging me and whatever, I'm like, all right, well, just talk to me about your passive income, like how you help agents create passive income and how you help them get equity in the company. And those emails and those phone calls stop. I just be like, okay, cool. Just tell me about that. 
Cause tell me something, give me a better option. <laughs> so they're not able to do that. And so I just know, you know, I mean, we're in the right place, right time opportunity. And, you know, there's nothing but upside. So I'm excited about that. Oh, definitely. I think it's, and it, that's definitely one of the reasons. Well, I mean, it, it is the reason uh, why I ended up joining, joining EXP. It was not, it wasn't necessarily EXP, the company. I mean, obviously they have the, the system to make this all possible, but it was the people, like you said, it was, it was meeting Chris, meeting Brant, knowing about Connor as well and what he's been able to do with on, on YouTube and with, with team building. And then when I first got started in real estate, I was 18 and I, I had nowhere to turn to. I just got my real estate license. I was like super excited. I, I had no experience, no, no, nowhere to turn to, no mentorship. And I just found these people who, you know, when I first met Brant, it was a really interesting story. The first thing he said, it was, Hey, you know, I know you're looking for a property in this, this area of Texas, you know, I'd be happy to partner with you on that and show you the ropes. Right. That, now that obviously never came into fruition, but you know, just that one line was kind of, that was, that was, that made me move, right. That made me just commit myself to EXP and, and to this group of people, because, you know, somebody with no experience like myself, you know, and then knowing that this very experienced, very successful business owner, this investor is willing to offer me that kind of support. Well, I know I'm with, I'm with the right group of people. And then obviously the equity, you know, I was big on, big on equity building wealth, still am passive income. And even, even the revenue share, um, that was never even, that never even occurred to me be, to be an opportunity until uh, three months into the company I joined and, uh, you know, and not being able to do anything because of COVID and, and the shutdown. Uh, so before that, you know, revenue share didn't even occur to me to be an opportunity at all, but overall it's been, it's been great and I'm super glad you know, to, to be working with people like yourself as well, seeing, you know, seeing each other on masterminds, even though we're not in the same, you know, the same kind of group, you know, as well, but we're, we are in the same group. And that's, that's been, it's been, it's been a beautiful experience for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. It's, it's about the community and the people and, you know, uh, there's, it's all about the opportunity. And if people are interested in the upside, like, if you're interested in building and creating wealth with real estate, because I think, you know, that's, we just heard our CEO kit was in town a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, if we're in real estate and we're not leveraging real estate to build wealth, whether it's within the company or in the opportunities that present themselves to us or to me, like even as an agent or anybody that's out there, it's like, we will come across those one out of 10 people that they're not going to be the right fit for the retail market. And that becomes an opportunity for me. I can be the buyer or you can partner with a guy like Brandon or Chris that knows what they're doing. If you don't know, but that's the option, the opportunity. That is the way where it opens up this door to all these other solutions and opportunities of what is possible. Because the coolest story and testimony that I've got is this house that I live in. Like this house I live in as a direct result of an appointment that I went on when I was a wholesaler. And it wasn't a wholesaling deal. It was the company was not a right fit. So based on how I equipped myself and what I was able to put together in partnership with the company I worked with, I now own this house. Like this is my house that my family lives in, you know, and it's a, it's a longer story, an incredible story, but it's like the, the way that everything lined up, you know, this, how, I mean, the equity and how the whole process came about was a total blessing because of just being consistent and doing that work and those options, those opportunities will be presented to you. And it's just that exact time and moment. 
uh, that comes together. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Like yeah, I, the company I worked with, they were great. I enjoyed working with them, but this is the biggest payoff I've got. Like it wasn't, it wasn't one deal that I bought or sold or that we wholesaled through the, I, the home I now live in with being equipped, like my family, we've got all the space we need. I mean, it's incredible all came together, but um, you know, it's just the option and opportunity that we've got to know that when we're out working and we're hosting an open house and we talk with them and they say, Hey, this or that, or whatever. Well, what are you looking for? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, my house flooded in the freeze and I haven't been able to live in it and blah, 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 blah. Well, I can help you with that. So let me go, let's go take a look and see and blah, blah, you know, so there's things like that that come up and, you know, that exact example happened, got a property under contract, wholesaled it to my friend. So it's like, it's available and we need to be equipped and to be an agent working with the public, you've got to know how to work with everyone, work it with a nine out of 10 that are just doing the straight up transaction, but be equipped for that one out of 10, because the returns on that one out of 10 can be significant. Right. That's such a good example of you hear a lot of people turning, you know, they sell courses or they teach of how to turn one client into two, three, four deals, right? That's, that's a good example of that. Cause now you have the option to expand your business and expand your income streams by solving multiple issues within the same, within the same, like the same person's situation, if that makes sense. So, I mean, just going back to the, like one of the very first things we talked about here today is, you know, opening yourself up to these opportunities, looking up on the upside of things. And then especially with all of the decisions that you've made in your business, especially in the past, probably a year or so, two years um, has been, you know, very, very well, uh, very well versed in looking at the upside and then uh, mitigating risk as well, which has been, you know, uh, maybe you can kind of tell your, your experience on how this year has been the best year, the best year, like you said, in real estate so far, but uh, they, they definitely had a lot of success by making those decisions and then maybe giving some advice on, you know, for, for agents and our investors who are listening on how they can look for these opportunities and that come across their way and how they can actually capitalize on, on, on some of these things as well. Yeah. I just think there's, uh, I mean, all the traditional ways there's it, we live in a world of self-education. It's self-directed purposeful education and so, you know, when I was getting into real estate and I was digging into like every podcast that I could find that was in and around real estate investing, some were bad, some I wasn't interested in, some people like bigger pockets, some people like something else, but you know, there's a lot of people that give all the information away for free. And it's a matter of going out and seeking out and finding the information so I can uh, be equipped with that. But I think right now, you know, if you're in a time and space that you're looking to get into it you know, there's the opportunity just to go out and learn, equip. But the biggest thing with real estate, it's a business you learn by doing. It's not a business that you study and study. It's like, no, you got to be out in the house. You got to be out talking with people. It's a very active business where you've got to be out engaging. Like I've got to be talking with other eights. I've got to be showing houses. I, or I get to like all this stuff is just what I do, you know, but it's like, it's an active business uh, because you've got to create, you've got to sow, you've got to create relationships with people uh, that will ultimately bear fruit at some point in time in the future. We just, you know, it's the delayed gratification game of it may happen next month, next year, seven years from now. <laughs> and so, um, 
you know, I, I still think it's all about the people, it's relationships, still super important to get out and network, um, especially if you're interested in getting into the real estate investing community. Like I wouldn't have had my first opportunity if I wasn't encouraged to go out and be like, hey, I'm here to learn. I have no idea what I'm doing. It looks like you know what you're doing. And uh, I'm here for the information, get to connect with people, another relationship. The other disclaimer with that too, in the real estate investing world, uh, that ratio is even smaller, probably like one out of 10 people that go to these real estate networking events are actually doing real estate. The other 90, you know, the other 90% <laughs> people that are there, they're just there for the entertainment value or the thought, you know, they're not actually in it. So there becomes a very small segment of people that are actually doing it. And then there's an even smaller segment of the people that are doing it, that are doing it, you know, and I would. You know, so it just becomes a smaller and smaller pie. And that's why, you know, I'm forever grateful for Chris and Brent because they are, you know, they are, for me, they're that that point that I'm thankful to get to uh, because there's been a lot of sifting and sorting through that process. But um, yeah, it's still getting out, getting to know the right people, learning and equipping just so I'm situa situationally aware at the moment you know, God put something available or an opportunity comes up where it's like, Hey, what, what are you going to do? Cause I could easily have, I know I've missed deals. So did I miss something? How can I get better? You know, what books, um, you know, can I read what podcasts can I get into things like that? So. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, just to wrap things up here, uh, today on this podcast, uh, first of all, thank you, Ben, for giving us a lot of value, uh, so far, but just to wrap things up, this is a very, relevant topic to a lot of people, uh, especially in the real estate space and different people have different opinions on it. And it's, it's a current topic. So it's not, might not be relevant if you're listening to this, maybe like two, three years down the line, or it might be, we don't know. Uh, but uh, market correction, right? Recession, housing market crash, whatever you want to call it. What do you think is going to happen? And again, complete personal opinions. These are not, you know, we're not financial analysts. We're not economists, but what do you think is going to happen probably in the next 12 to 24 months? And how are you dealing with that uh, potential shift in the market with your business? And are you making any adjustments? And do you have any advice for people out there to potentially make some adjustments in their business as well? Yeah, no, it's a good question. People ask me all the time and I always defer, you know, and even listen to it today, Jim Rohn, he just says, you know, what, what season comes after spring and it's summer and what comes after fall, you know, the winter and after winter is the spring and we are in a cycle and we, you, you just look back over time, you know, this is all a cycle. Business is a cycle. And so I can choose to get all tied up and wound up about it, but you can always refinance a mortgage, get into one because I talk with my mentor a guy here in Houston has been in real estate for 30 years. The first house he bought was at 18%. So he thinks five or 6% is a great deal. He's like, what are you guys doing? Why are you so excited? And I'm like, oh yeah, that perspective. That makes sense. Like if you zoom out, look at the bigger picture and you realize this little blip, you know, this, we feel like it's this giant thing is really this like tiny blip. It's like, it's all perspective. And so I just think, you know, uh, my guy, Ricky Carruth, he always says people are buying and selling real estate every day. 
It's just my opportunity to be involved in that transaction. It's my opportunity to go out and be a part of that, to be in the ecosystem, people that are actually doing it. Like I said, because real estate's a super active business and you know, it's just a matter of how many people I'm in relationship, you're in relationship with. And, um, you know, the one thing I will say, you know, just to the seasons, like in real estate, for example, if you're a realtor, there's kind of a quote unquote production season where, you know, it's the busy time of year, typically in and around the school year break and summer. So like the warm spring and summer months, and then things kind of slow down and, you know, through the fall and winter when things get really so, well, that's normal. And the opportunity even that we've got with the is like, hey, now's the opportunity in time start talking with other agents to see where they're at in their business. Hey, how was this year so far? What are you doing over this, you know, this season, the downturn? Because, you know, whether it's team building and recruiting or it's like, how are you leveraging this opportunity where you've got this time where you're not active in your real estate transaction business? What are you doing in to invest? Like, how are you not leveraging this time right now to go out and because the deals are available, the market isn't as active. So, do you know what to look for when a listing hits the market, a wholesaler hits you up or somebody that you know, like, are you ready to move on the investing side? You know, if you're too busy during the active sales season, well, hey, you know what? If things do so, slow down on my retail side, well, better ramp up on the investing side or have both of those going at one time. Because like I said earlier, it's an end game. Real estate's an end game. It can be the active, you know, the real, the re, we call it the retail side and the investment side. Like, how am I, sometimes the scale will be like this, retail super busy, and then the investing, you know, can pick up, you know, at any time. And so uh, that's just how I think about it. There's, there's no, I'm not a victim to the market. Sure, things change, but I can't control it. The only thing I can control is my mindset, my attitude, my activity, how I want to go out to the market, present myself, uh, because people are still buying and selling real estate every day. And the one thing without getting into it, but I'll just add this in is be very aware. And this is one of the other threats. Be very aware of what the institutional investors are doing in real estate, especially in Texas. It is a huge deal. A lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot of people are talking more so about it now, but there's been a lot of hedge fund, pension fund, investment fund, Wall Street money that has been coming into my neighborhood, your neighborhood, your state. And they're buying up these corporate rental properties for the sake of the appreciation and what they can capture in terms of that investment over time, regardless if they care the condition of the property or what tenants they have in there, how long they're really going to keep it. So to that, like kind of a whole different story, a David and Goliath type situation that I feel is going on uh, with the market, because we have no idea how many homes they've been buying. But one of the latest reports in, uh, that came out earlier this year, just in Texas, it was like 27% of the homes in Texas were bought by investment companies. And that's Wall Street money. And those could be homes that may or may not ever come back onto the public retail type market, but they could be in your neighborhood and they could be there for a long time in whatever shape or form that they're going to be in. So anyway, that was my last like little thing <laughs> I wanted to slide in there, but yeah, don't be a victim to the circumstance. We've got the opportunity to be active and create at any time. And so uh, that's why we do real estate. It's unlimited. There's unlimited upside. It's up to me uh, to create what I can. Um, you know, from my responsibility standpoint, God provides, and you know, just grateful for that. Oh, definitely. And I, <laughs> that's actually a a really interesting point. Uh, hedging against the uh, 
the institutional investors. It's something that I don't think it's been it's being talked about enough. Uh, I think a lot of people in the real estate space, and and even like I don't even think a lot of people in the real estate space talk about it. I think this is just this is a topic that's you know not not a lot of people realize what's going on. They don't kind of they don't really understand it, and definitely not being talked about on the news. Uh, especially, you know, with all the other stuff that's going on in the, in the mainstream news as well. So that's, I'm actually really glad that, you know, you brought that up so that people listening are aware of that. And uh, if you're an investor, definitely go out there, take advantage of these, this opportunity and go out there and, uh, you know, essentially protect yourself, protect your own wealth, what you're doing in the marketplace by being in real estate, investing in real estate, you know, you could be making a bigger difference than, than you think, which is, uh, which is pretty important, but Ben, thank you so much for uh, for today and for the interview. You gave us a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting tips, a lot of great insights, and uh, some great value as well. So, if you guys are listening to this and uh, you found this helpful, you know somebody that can find this helpful as well. Definitely share it with them. But uh, just to wrap things up, Ben, you know, if some people want to reach out to you. They want to know more about what you do. Maybe they want to join your team as well uh, and learn from you. You know, what are some ways that people can actually reach out to you and find you on social media? Yeah, the best place to catch on Instagram. So it's just Benjamin Deal, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-D-E-A-L. And uh, just catch me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook every once in a while, but Instagram is definitely the place to catch me. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you guys heard, heard it here. Uh, if you want to talk to Ben, want to know more about him, his Instagram page is active. Uh, definitely follow him there and uh, reach out if you guys have any questions for him or want to be uh, want to be his business partner in real estate and want to learn from him as well. But Ben, thank you so much for today. This has been awesome. You gave a lot of great value, especially on the wholesaling and investing side, and that uh, gave us a lot more insight into what we can expect in the in the coming months as well in the market and how to deal with it. So thank you, Ben, so much for this, and uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. And Ben, is there any any last thoughts you want to leave with our audience before I sign off here? Yeah, I just, I, now is the time. The opportunity is available. I think, you know, just continually renew your mind. The biggest challenge in real estate is, you know, it's all self-created and it's all activity driven. So just find those things, those daily deposits that you're able to make, you know, because the psychological side of it is so important, whether it's in your faith or how you're equipping yourself with any sort of motivational material, whether I mentioned Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, you know, the Bible, there's so many different places to go to continue to encourage yourself and equip yourself to learn about the business of real estate, because it's a daily battle. You got to choose and commit to get into it because um, there can definitely be some dry seasons. And sometimes they're like, what am I doing? I'm making no money. Just know that in the future, all the work that you do today will have an impact 30, 60, 90 days from now or seven years from now. You have no idea. So just be diligent, work, be committed if it's what you feel you're called and chosen to do. And uh, yeah, just continually, you know, renew your mind every day, you know, recommit every day uh, to the business and great things will happen. Yep, definitely. Delayed gratification. It's the best type of gratification. So then Ben, thank you so much for, uh, for doing this, for this interview. And thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Free Life Agents Podcast. For more resources or to connect with us further, please visit our website, www.freelifeagents.com. We'll see you next time.